0: Ranked choice voting works. It costs less than holding runoff elections, and studies show it's popular with voters and reduces negative attacks. That's why cities and states are looking to ranked choice voting to improve their elections. Would ranked choice voting help in your community? Find out more at fairvote.org. WaveOTD is filmed for live
1: studio audience being held against their will. Girl, today we got a good one. Nandini Jami's in the studio from the Check My Ads Institute. They're trying to defund Fox News, and shit, we want to help. We also might have time for a musical performance from The Donkey Sleeves. Not sure what they're about. For now, let's head on over to the George Carlin Podcast Studio and meet up with our host, Mr. B.J. Mendelssohn. Nandini, thank you so much for joining me today on Weibo TV. Would you be so kind as to introduce yourself and tell us what you're working on?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm co-founder of Check My Ads Institute, the ad tech watchdog, and we're currently working on defunding Fox News.
1: Yes. Uh, so tell me, like, tell us a little bit about the campaign and how it got started.
2: Oh, the campaign got started, I guess, really in earnest. It got started in January. Um, on January 5th of this year, we launched the uh, our first campaign as Check My Ads Institute, which we had just launched a couple months before. And I'm so sorry, let me put this on. <laughs> it's Okay. Silent. Uh So we had launched in January a campaign to defund the insurrectionists. We picked out six of the biggest voices behind uh, the "Stop the Steal" uh, narrative and other election disinformation narratives, and we successfully uh, lobbied the ad exchange or the ad industry or ad ad exchanges within the ad ex- industry to to cut them off from advertising revenues. And we successfully did that using their own publisher policies or supply policies. These are agreements that are in place between advertisers and the ad exchanges that run ads for them across the internet to ensure that their ads don't appear in inappropriate or brand unsafe environments. And these uh, policies have become more and more specific over time, thanks to, uh, the, uh, the thing, all the things happening in the world and um and so the, the, the these supply policies include things like uh we don't monetize content that promotes uh uh violence or uh false false and misleading narratives some have specific language around uh, election disinformation, somehow specific language around, uh, overthrowing the government seems like a deal breaker <laughs> for, for <laughs> advertisers. So we were successful with that. We, we essentially set the precedent that it is not appropriate to be advertising on people who try to overthrow our government. And, uh, and that, you know, that's sort of outside of the both sides understanding yes. that people have, uh, within the marketing and advertising industry. And so we thought, well, if we've been successful with these six individuals, why not take our fight to the biggest uh, biggest voice of election disinformation of them all? And that's Fox News.
1: Yeah, I think what's frustrating is the, the media still covers it like a both sides thing as opposed to what it actually is, which is like a modern version of the Civil War, according to most academics. You know, like they have said that all the indicators that would uh suggests that a country or a democracy has moved into a state of civil war. All of those indicators are flashing red for us right now. So uh it frustrates me when the media presents it as both sides when clearly one side is actively trying to undermine and subvert the democracy that we do have. Uh tell me where where did this where did you get started with this? Like I'm always curious about like the point of origin where you're like, I need to do something about this and take action because I think that inspires people who maybe are listening to this and, and just haven't figured out yet how they can get involved?
2: Oh, well, for me, um, I can tell you a couple milestones. For me, I used to be uh, a growth marketer. I worked for a handful of, uh, of small tech, uh, tech startups. And I was working as a growth marketer when in 2016 I Uh, after the elections, I noticed that uh, Breitbart.com was full of advertising, like of digital ads. And um, having run, run a Google ads campaign myself, I knew that it was likely that, you know, the way that The way that it works when you turn on a Google ad campaign is they place the ads for you. You don't know where they're going. So I figured marketers on the other end of companies like, uh, like Old Navy and Target and, you know, what all the big brands that were following me around that day on Breitbart.com weren't aware. And so at that time we, uh, we started a campaign called Sleeping Giants and that was all about alerting advertisers that their ads were on this website and it's very successful because advertisers didn't want to be on the site and it was just, they just had this visceral reaction to seeing their hard work and their brands appearing next to such, um, horrible and hateful headlines. Then again, in, um, what well, we have this going for a couple years, we did a, a couple of things here and there. We got Bill O'Reilly kicked off his show after all his advertisers fled. We got Tucker Carlson, uh, Tucker Carlson to lose all his advertisers, um, and then in 2019, around 2019 or so, uh, I met my now business partner, Claire Adkin, and I sort of, for the first time, had someone to talk to about uh, my frustrations <laughs> about this work because I was like, this feels nuts. You know, I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. It feels like we're not making any progress. Are we supposed to sit here as like unpaid Twitter laborers letting advertisers know for the rest of our lives? Um it's it's obviously a broken system, and so we started to uh, we started to query the system itself. We began to get in touch with folks in the ad tech industry and learn um, started to learn all the basics of like how do the ads actually get served and why is this happening? And so that was a big milestone for us where we uh, where we shifted from the focus on advertisers to their vendors, the ad exchanges, yes. who it turns out they are the ones who are making all the decisions on behalf of the advertisers and they are distributing billions of dollars across the web with no oversight no recourse and nobody knows where it's going and so this is this is huge
0: (laughs) tired of being tracked online duckduckgo could help tracking is a comprehensive program Trackers lurk nearly everywhere online from websites, emails, and even apps in your phone. That means you need a multi-pronged solution. DuckDuckGo's all-in-one privacy app can be used as an everyday browser with private search, tracking, blocking, encryption, and now email protection built in. It's the free, easy button for online privacy. Download the app today. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
1: Hey there, boys and girls. It's your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, here, inviting you To invite me into your ear holes five days a week with my podcast, The Ralph Report. Join me, Eddie Pence, Steve Ashton, and the rest of the happy lunatics that make up the Garmy for as little as 15 cents a day. And for that, you get five shows a week filled with music and jokes and news and history and just so much good stuff that you're gonna be glad you chose the Ralph Report. How do you listen? Well, it's pretty simple. Go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash The Ralph Report, and sign up today. There's four amazing levels of subscription that you can join, each one with their own special bunch of benefits, so check it out. Listen to me, Ralph Garman, on The Ralph Report. Patreon.com, slash The Ralph Report. Yeah. You see, I mean, I'm nodding one because I work in marketing. Uh, I wrote about the, you know, the, the issue with the data brokers and the ad exchanges back in 2017. Uh, did you find this is something that always surprised and upset me was that advertisers, even today, still don't really have any idea of where their money goes once they put it into Google's machine or Facebook's machine. Like, do you find that that level is still there where you have to educate them and tell them, no, your, your ads are appearing on Fox News. They're running right now.
2: Yeah, uh, advertisers still haven't really grasped the fact that their vendors are not working in their interest. So, what happened when we the sort of the big knockoff effect of sleeping giants was that a new category of uh, company was created around the market of brand safety. So, all these companies and technologies came into existence to solve the problem that sleeping giants had unearthed and, um, and they started to offer, they offer a whole host of things that ultimately don't work. Things like keyword right. block listing, which unfortunately like, doesn't like the idea is that you pick out the bad words that bad people are using, but the bad people know not to use those words and they know how to get around it. You know? Um, another is semantic intelligence uh, or semantic, uh, Analysis: Understanding whether a article is positive sentiment, uh, negative sentiment, or neutral sentiment to the user or to the the reader. But like, uh, which reader? <laughs> like, Black Lives Matter is really negative for some people. And like, what is your like? How does your algorithm work? They, they don't, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, and then the other thing they, they don't do is they're all surface level technologies. And what's really happening here is that the bad guys, like, uh, Steve Bannon, for example, have burrowed into the ad tech supply chain in ways that these technologies on their, like, sort of, like, looking at, like, scanning words doesn't catch. Yes. B- Bannon is working under a, uh, host of intermediaries and middlemen who seem fine, who seem, who do the marketing work for him, who literally go out to ad exchanges and agencies and say, Hi, we'd like to obtain an advertising account for our weather channels called Weather Nation. And so they've formed pools and essentially subsidized Bannon through these, um, through these pools of things that are Un- unobjectionable. I mean, it's the weather. You're not going to block your ads from that. And so what we have to do is educate advertisers about these pools and these middlemen. And then we go to the exchanges and show them, show them proof that they're working with, uh, they're working with Bannon, whether or not they're directly sending a paycheck to him.
1: Yeah. I think that that's been fascinating to track, um, how he's gone about doing that. I know, like, that's one of the reasons he's pushed so hard into podcasting. Right, is that it's a bit harder to catch what he's saying in the podcast, uh, even though you're running programmatic ads through Spotify, for example, like that might run before or after a podcast. Uh, tell me, what is the response from the ad exchanges when you bring this to them and say, hey, look what's going on with Bannon?
2: Uh, it's a mixed bag. They never like to hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they there are there's a lot of evidence that what we're doing works they don't necessarily talk to us but we do monitor their their directories they do have these sort of public directories of the organ uh, the outlets and middlemen that they work with so to some degree we have um, and we have we, we use other tools outside of that as well to to confirm but to to us what we're seeing is that these ad exchanges will drop a uh, have in the recent past dropped entire accounts as we've asked them to. So for example, with Steve Bannon, he works under a middleman called Performance One Media, p1.media, and that looks pretty innocent. Um but of course they host him and uh that is actually a huge jump and we haven't talked about this enough at check my ads and we should, but the what we have done, I believe is groundbreaking in the sense yes. that brand safety has been understood as Oh, we don't want our ads to appear next to the bad, like, to the bad headline. We don't want that, like, screenshot being shared around Twitter. But really the problem is, and really the original problem that Sleeping Giants wanted to solve was to, uh, stop the flow of money to bad actors. And so they found this new way. And what we have successfully done at Check My Ads so far is to establish that the, uh, that it's not the domain that needs to be blocked. It's not Breitbart.com that needs to be blocked. It needs to be the entire account associated with that. The one that's working with Breitbart and um and pooling them together.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'd like to know a bit about that because you mentioned that so companies are sharing sort of these accounts and that's how they're getting around it. Like they, they'll set up one account and then they'll sort of all highlight. Could you just go into a little bit detail of how they're doing that right now to subvert the rules?
2: Oh, yeah, I can give you quite a few examples. Uh, so we, we targeted, um, the post-millennial last year and they lost over a half a dozen ad, uh, ad exchanges. The post-millennial also, I think human events, we also sort of, um, we contact ad, contacted ad exchanges about human events. In case your audience doesn't know, human events is a, uh, a website that employs Jack Posobiec, the Pizzagate troll, and Charlie Kirk, brand unsafe, uh, very brand unsafe, yes. um, even though they, they hide behind the term conservative. Um, they have now merged, so they acquired, uh, human events acquired the post-millennial, and they both use the same ad accounts. I actually knew that something was happening between these two because I was looking at their ad accounts and I saw that they were sharing them. So, they, they merged and what they're doing to maintain their access to top advertising dollars is they've in, uh, they've launched a website called WoCanada.ca. WoeCanada.ca is, uh, features the best, the six best donut shops in Montreal and, you know, Five great walks in Quebec. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, this is a content farm and they're able to continue to, to continue to obtain, uh, advertising revenues through this website. And so this is an example that we've started to use with advertisers to help them understand it's not the website that you need to block the bad actors. They understand brand safety better than anybody. So what we need to do is look at that, uh, that top level, uh, Bannon works under Performance One Media. He also, um, what's the other thing? Uh, yeah, no, the, the, I already told you the Weather Nation example, but, um, the Performance One Media actually goes out to, and we found ad exchanges, not ad exchanges, uh, I, th- I guess it was like a year or two years ago or so at this point, we found Bannon's war room being served with ads from GoDaddy. And Norton and, uh, good RX and, and they weren't programmatic, actually. They were running wow. as like a set block every, every commercial break. And that really piqued my interest. So I dug into that and we found that what happened is that performance on media had gone out to major, the biggest ad agencies in the world. It was like have us horizon. They managed the biggest brands in the world and they had convinced them to uh, to, to partner with their, their portfolio of networks probably didn't mention the Bannon stuff. They definitely mentioned like, Oh, we do weather, we do, um, shopping, we do outdoors stuff. We have all those audiences. They didn't mention the Bannon part of this. So these guys also like they didn't do their due diligence, (laughs) you know, that's, that's their job. Um, and they, they entered into this agreement. That's how GoDaddy appeared there. So this is all happening through, Bannon's not even involved in the transaction. And again, for advertisers, they don't see warroom.org on their, in their, in their, uh, line item, uh, in, when they look at their placements. There's so many ways to obscure this. And so, um, we really have to target the ad exchanges here. The vendors are, I don't even care about Bannon. I don't. It's, it's the, it's the vendors. It's the ad tech ecosystem that is allowing this to continue and that that is actively partnering with these people and hoping that no one finds out.
0: This is Rosie Tran from Rosie and BJ Save the World, a podcast asking big questions and discussing how to solve these big issues. This is a podcast for people just like you who ask, has the war on drugs been successful? Do we need universal basic income? Should we legalize sex work? Go to RosienBJSaveTheWorld.com to get more confused.
1: Do you want to grow your audience without sacrificing your privacy? Then the Stupid Sexy Privacy mini-series is just for you. It's a short, special presentation that will run every Thursday morning right here on weiwo.tv for the next 23 weeks. In each short episode, we'll teach you how to preserve as much of your privacy as possible while still participating in the creator economy. You'll also hear from top privacy and disinformation experts who will teach you how to protect yourself from fascists and weirdos. And who doesn't want that? So make sure you're subscribed to Weiwo.tv where all podcasts can be found. And we'll see you every Thursday morning for a special presentation of Stupid Sexy Privacy, a mini miniseries. So I know that there's, there's these excellent critics like Bob Hoffman, uh, who's been writing about ad tech. for. He has a new book coming out. He wrote Bad Men for people that are listening to us. I, I highly recommend it, which goes into the creation of the ad tech uh, world. Tell me what... What is something that people listening, what is something they should know that they can do about the ad tech companies? Is there anything? Can they contact their local representative? Like, Can they alert companies that they might buy from that they see running ads on these sites?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Uh, Well, they can, of course, join our campaign. Um, I should talk a little bit more about that because that really is our... that's, that's our, that's, our, that's every, like, it's everything. It's, it's what we do. Right. So we, the way this campaign started to come about was that I, I have personally been doing this work on Twitter and you can see it for the past few, few years <laughs> of my life. And I was like, well, why not just like get people involved with this? It's not like, I'm not special. I've just like, I'm a normal person that just started to email ad exchanges and, um, tweet at them and, so so basically what everyone does is what I do. There's no difference. I, I literally send the email to our followers that I would have sent myself, give them their contact information, give them uh like actual people to reach out to. We're not go like we're not signing petitions here. We're not uh we're not at, like we're not asking for favors either by the way. We are asking these companies to enforce their legal agreements with advertisers. Yes. And that puts us on a different level and that puts this campaign on a different level because when, once they've been notified, it's really on them. There's a paper trail and hundreds and thousands of people are involved and watching. Um, I I love that this gives people an opportunity to get involved and it really uh empowers our followers and it gives them a sense of, of, of purpose and, and one thing that if there's anything that I've learned from sleeping giants is that everyone has a voice and, and whether or not these companies come out and say something immediately, uh, does not mean they're not listening. It does not mean they're not freaking out. So, um, there, it's important to have faith. And the reason that this work works is because we show up and we do the work and we don't know. And I don't know what is happening half the time behind the scenes at these companies. I find out sometimes later, and that has kept me going, but these messages are seen and then, um, and then things happen all of a sudden, it, it feels like it happened all of a sudden, but it's because we all spoke.
1: Yes, up. exactly. And I just, I, you know, I, I, I try not to interject too much. Um, but like I had this experience when I wrote social media is bullshit, right? Like I had people coming up to me at conferences from very large companies uh, that would hide their badges. So I couldn't tell where they were from. And they would be like, oh, yeah, uh, we know that we're putting money into something that that is not good. And we know it's a waste of money. And so over time, this stuff that I talked about in the book came to pass, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's the reason why I mentioned that is that I think it's important to stress to people you may not see the results right away, right away. From your activism, but it's important to keep chipping away at it before the reason that it, it seems like it happens all at once, but doesn't. It's just all of us just chipping. Let me, let me ask you real quick about Fox News. Um, very specifically, they, they make a lot of their money through, uh, carriage fees, right? From cable companies. But mm-hmm. whether or not you watch Fox News or not, like they are getting like 10 bucks per cable subscriber. It, it's higher than, uh, any of the other cable news. I think it's almost as high as some of the sports packages, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of premiums. So we know that that's their primary source of revenue. Uh, you're attacking the, the digital side, which I really like. Um, is there a plan to go after the other side as well? Are you are you going to kind of surround them? Like, what is the plan to to go after Fox News and defeat them? We hope.
2: That's a great question. It's our most frequently asked question, uh, and the answer is uh, yeah. It's true that Fox gets most of its money from cable box fees. Uh, but we're the ad tech watchdog and we don't, I mean, yes. that, that's out, out of our scope. What is in our scope and what, what we believe is the most important first step is to de- delegitimize Fox News. Yes. Fox News is still understood to be a conservative, uh, news outlet within the marketing and advertising industry. They have heavily invested over the past 20 years in ways that OANN and Newsmax has not done. They have invested in relationships with uh, with the entire advertising establishment. So they have, I, I and this is not just uh, I mean, like sort of recently I um I sort of roasted Ben Smith from Semaphore for inviting Tucker Carlson to his forum on uh the future of news. And this is this is this is it. Like this is exactly how Fox News operates. They have these relationships. They know when to send their people over to things like that because that reinforces them being uh, just the right side of a right left spectrum. And we know that we're not operating on non-spectrum anymore. And the way that we defeat that is by calling attention to the facts of what Fox news actually does. I don't want to have a conversation about bias or, Oh, that's just their point of view. That's, that's not a point of view. That's yes. lying. That's active lying. Yes. And so it really helps us that dominion voting systems is uh, suing Fox news for defamation. We're watching that closely. Uh, we, we what we see our job as is uh, is alerting advertisers to the fact that Fox News does get their money by default and by delegitimizing them by making it harder for them to hide behind these people who are seen as legitimate figures and and again like they're members of the interactive advertising bureau the IAB the, the biggest sort of advertising media body in in the world um they they have relationships as premium publishers with digital content next um, which also represents uh, like Vox and Washington Post. They they're in there and that's we need to extract that. We need to tease that out. And then I am happy. I am happy to support any c- cable box fee campaign. I do think it can work, but we do need to chip away at this foundation yes. that they've built.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, and we have time for one more question. So before I get to it, uh, tell us where, where we can find you. How can we, where can we go online to get involved? Like, what's the next step for people listening to us that wanna, that wanna participate with you?
2: Thank you for asking. Uh, so you can follow, oh, definitely like join our campaign. Checkmyads.org slash fox. Sign up there and we'll send you emails and we send you like updates from our campaign and, um, and, and of course action emails. That's the most important thing. Uh, you can also follow me. At Nandoodles. That's (laughs) N-A-N-Doodles. Um, and, and yeah, and I would, I would also encourage everyone to sign up for branded, checkmyads.org. Just go to our, our, uh, or checkmyads.org slash branded. That's where we publish our investigations into the ad industry. All the stories that marketers, I'm sorry, that the ad tech industry doesn't want marketers and the public to hear.
1: Uh, hubby, so my last question for you is, what is something that is really important that we haven't talked about but that you want to let people know?
2: Oh, hmm. What do I want to let people know? I want to let people know that the disinformation economy is, is the ad tech industry. So when you see all this chaos and horribleness around you, it is almost 100% funded by dark money flowing through this, this, this ecosystem that nobody understands, and that is what drives our work, and that is why it's so important for you to know who these people are, and uh, and why it's so important for us to sit in the weeds because the devil is literally in the details.
1: Well, that's our show, and uh, our, our apologies to the band. You know, we kind of just ran out of time. That's kind of the uh, that's the nature of things. It's the, it's the name of the game. Hey, hey, hey! Vaped Crusaders comes out on the 20th of every month. The 20th! You can't smoke that in here! Uh, oh, wait, what day is it now? Do I look like a fucking calendar to you? Hey, man, I don't need all the attitude and stuff, you know? I don't I don't need it. Well, I don't need your face, your vape, or your… are those Air Jordan 3 OGs? Y- yeah, yes. Those are $4,500 sneakers. I right? know, they're pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah, they are. No, wait. I don't like you. Don't make me like you. I'm not, man. I'm just out here. I'm just trying to relax, dude. I'm on to you, pal. You're trying to do some Jedi mindfuck bullshit (laughs) and- (laughs) I don't don't think that's what it's called. I don't think that's the thing. You want to play mind games with me, motherfucker? All right, let's dance. day Make sure to tune in to Vape Crusaders. New episodes are gonna drop every month on the 20th, right here on Weibo TV. Okay, your your middle name is Macho, but uh, I'm wondering if you ever cry. You ever has Macho man ever cried? Yeah. Really? Uh huh. It's okay for Macho men to show every emotion available, right there. You know, because I've cried a thousand times. I'm gonna cry some more. But. I've soared with the eagles, and I've slithered with the snakes, and I've been everywhere in between, and I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life, and that there are no guarantees, yeah, and that understand this, <laughs> yeah. nobody likes a quitter, nobody said life was easy, so if you get knocked down, take the standing eight, count, get back up, and fight again.
0: Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, please take a minute and leave us a review. Yes, we know, you're busy, and every podcast asks you to do this, but there's a good reason they do, because every time you leave a review, that review helps more people find and listen to the show. And you know what that means for you? More great episodes of Weiwo.tv. So, what are you waiting for? Take out your phone and leave us a review right now, before you move on to something else and forget about us. And we'll see you next time, right?